Podcast Help Desk number 26 for August 4th, 2014. This is the Podcast Help Desk with your host, Mike Dell. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. The Podcast Help Desk is now open. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and this is the Podcast Help Desk. And sorry about uh, the little hiatus, but uh, hey, had to do what I had to do. Did you guys know that uh, PDFs work in a podcast feed? I'm sure some of you know that, because that's what you got. Of course, I had a, a, a minor typo. I said I'd be back on the third, actually the fourth, because I'm starting the new schedule where the episodes will release on Monday or record on Monday and hopefully release on Monday. So uh, here I am. It's Monday, Monday afternoon in my case. And uh, we're ready to go here. First, I got a little bit of news. It's quite uh, interesting. If you've been following uh, Adam Carolla uh, versus as what he calls the, uh, the patent troll, the company called Personal Audio, who claims to hold the patent for podcasting. And they were suing Adam Carolla and uh, How Stuff Works and several other uh, bigger uh, podcasters and podcast companies. Uh, Well, not really podcast companies, but companies that podcast. And all of a sudden, they've kind of changed their tune and they're wanting to drop everything. Of course, Adam... Adam Carolla, so I've got another Adam in this story, uh, Adam Carolla uh, said, no way, you, you know, you, you guys are trying to go after us little guys and uh, we're coming after you. And he's raised over a million bucks uh, or almost a million bucks. I don't know what it's at. Last I heard it was in the eight to 900,000 range, but should go over a million you know, through crowdfunding and, and whatnot to uh, to fight these guys. And he doesn't want to let it drop. Now, I was listening to No Agenda with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Adam Curry, by the way, the podfather, the guy that uh, helped invent podcasting. So I, I, I kind of hold his opinion in high regard. Uh, said that... Uh, Adam Carolla is kind of going about this a little bit wrong. Now he's, you know, 100% behind the fact that that patent shouldn't exist. But, you know, now that they want to drop it and Carolla doesn't want to drop it, it's all about kind of beating up on them instead of going after the root cause, which according to Adam Curry is to get the patent invalidated. And that would be a great plan, but uh, I don't know if uh, Adam Carolla is going about it right. But, you know, I still support the, the, the sediment there and, and all that, and I hope that, you know, he does the right thing. What he should really do, and this is according to Adam and I agree, uh, what he should really do is 
you know, let them drop the suit and then uh, give the money to EFF specifically to get that patent invalidated because they're already working on that. That's Electronic Frontier, Frontier Foundation. Let's speak English. So I don't know. I still don't know what to think about it exactly, but uh, it, it seems like we're winning. We, the podcasters, and uh, that's a good thing, however it turns out. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll continue to listen to Adam Carolla. I will continue to listen to Adam Curry and uh, whoever else uh, out there too, but you know those two specifically. Anyway... I've been getting a lot of questions lately from people who have been asked by their web hosting company to upgrade because they're hogging up the CPU or sometimes hogging up bandwidth. That happened to another friend of mine, uh, but uh, I don't think it had anything to do with the CPU usage. But, you know, I recommend owning your own feed. I, I recommend WordPress as a way of uh, generating your website and basically generating your feed. But at some point, you can get on a, uh, you know, one of these shared hosting accounts that you see around for three or four bucks a month. You know, some of them, not all of them, but some of them, you know, they put 20 websites on one server box. And if one of those websites gets popular, they're going to ask that, particular website to upgrade to either virtual private server or a dedicated box or something, you know, they're going to ask for more money because you're hogging up the CPU. But, you know, I've never had that problem. I always use the, uh, the big guys, you know, the, the, the two that I'm most familiar with is Bluehost, which I have an affiliate link to. So, you know, if you are so inclined to try Bluehost, click the banner on the website over at podcasthelpdesk.com. But, you know, that is not the primary reason I'm saying Bluehost. They are damn good. Uh, GoDaddy Hosting is the other one. And that's the one I use for this website and several other websites. You know, so podcasthelpdesk.com is on GoDaddy Hosting. And uh, a couple years ago, they were a sponsor for our coverage of the Consumer Electronics Show, and they came out with this new type of shared hosting. And although we don't recommend anybody does this, they actually wanted us to do it to test their server. So we put all of our Tech Podcast Network media that we generated during the CES show, which is, you know, several hundred gigabytes of, uh, yeah, it was at least, it was a, well, I got a two terabyte drive of video to edit. <laughs> we got done with that show and all of that went on the server uh, after it was edited and, and ads inserted and all that good stuff. But they encouraged us to put it on that shared hosting account. It was a Linux account. And, you know, you're not supposed to serve media off an account like that. But like I said, they encouraged it. They wanted us to, to try it since they were a sponsor. And they served a ridiculous amount of media off of that. And it never cracked down. Now, admittedly, they probably beefed that up for us after they realized how much stuff was going to be pulled down on a daily basis. I, I believe they had over 20 million views of of media off of that server for that uh, 
two or three month period. So, you know, it was, uh, it was quite a test for him. So, like I said, I recommend uh, either GoDaddy or Bluehost hosting. And if you do GoDaddy, you know, don't get the cheapest plan, get the, the next one up and specify Linux rather than Windows hosting. They do both. And I haven't had a problem, but lots of people have. Uh, HostGator, uh, somebody was on HostGator, I don't remember who, and, you know, they, through no fault of their own, well, actually, because they, they, they made kick-butt content and got popular, you know, uh, HostGator asked them to uh, please upgrade or, or move or uh, do something because uh, they were killing the shared server. You know, and a lot of these cheaper ones, like I said, they put 20, 30, 40 websites on one server, and most of the time that works. Uh, people like uh, GoDaddy, you know, where they've just got, you know, rooms full of servers, you know, they can they can kind of manipulate things. So if somebody gets popular, they can kind of move you around, and, and, uh, and, and they will do that uh, if you get a little more popular than, than the average. But, you know, the average website gets uh, six or seven hits a day and doesn't take any CPU, doesn't take any bandwidth or, you know, so little that it doesn't even make a blip on the on the stats. But, you know, then you get somebody out there that uh, gets popular and uh, away you go. And it's a good problem to have. But there are some ways that you can, you know, make that go away. Uh, the bandwidth part, you know, I've always said, you no, know, go with, you know, Blueberry, hopefully, or Lipson if you have to, but go with a true media host. You know, don't, don't go with, uh, you know, throwing your media on a hosting plan. Now, like we did with the Tech Podcast Network, uh, you know, that was a, that was basically a test for, <laughs> for GoDaddy and it worked, but, you know, don't try this at home You know, go to somebody else's house. Anyway, uh, let's see, get back to my notes here. Uh, well, let me get back to, to how things work. Uh, WordPress generates your feed. Uh, if you're doing it the way I suggest, you know, with WordPress and PowerPress, WordPress generates your feed using a thing called PHP. That's uh, a server-sized, server-sized, server-side scripting language. And it's designed for web development, and it takes up CPU. Uh, and, but it generates your feed on the fly. So if someone goes to your feed, if you're using the, the uh, WordPress feed or PowerPress, which just basically adds all the, the little uh, flakes and, and accoutrements to your feed to make iTunes like it. Uh, but that's basically a WordPress-generated feed. So when someone or something hits your feed, you know, say, you know, iTunes, somebody, you know, comes home from work, they flip their laptop open and iTunes wakes up and says, Hey, let's go see if there's new podcasts and, and boom, 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 boom. You know, it hits all the podcasts that this person subscribed to. Well, you take that and, you know, say you have a thousand people that listen to your show, you know, on every episode and, you know, the statistics go from, you know, 30 to 80% are using your RSS feed. But let's just go with a happy 50%. So 50% are using your RSS feed, either in iTunes, the iOS 
podcast app or some other podcast app or RSS reader. But it's not just 500 times that your feed gets hit. Just say that, you know, okay, so you got 500 people that are actually subscribed to the RSS feed and minimum, you know, most feed readers and podcatchers hit your feed once a day. That's minimum. So that's not just 500 hits. That's, you know, somewhere around 3,500 hits in a week. You know, 3,500 times is your podcast feed generated and then served. And most of the time, it's, it's once an hour. So say 400 out of those 500 have it set to ping every hour. That'd be over 67,900 times in a week that your show or your, that your RSS feed will get generated by the CPU on your poor little server and also served via the bandwidth. I remember a story back in, uh, I think it was 2005 or maybe 2006 when the uh, Twit Network was just getting going and the, the marquee show This Week in Tech, uh, Leo Laporte had it served, it had his uh, feed on his uh, regular web host for leoville.com. I don't know who he was using for a web host, but he got a, a bill for $35,000 in, in uh, fees for uh, bandwidth usage, just for the feed. That wasn't even the media. He was hosting the media elsewhere. That was just the feed. And of course, you know, your, your results will vary, and hopefully you get that popular. But you got to think about that. You know, even just that little feed that, you know, shouldn't be more than uh, a half a meg, you know, 512K could get, you know, served 67,000 times. That's only if 400 people are checking it hourly and 500 total subscribers, you know, and hopefully you'll, you know, get more popular than that. Although there's nothing wrong with you know, a thousand people listening and uh, 500 subscribers, that's, you know, that's a pretty big room full of people. So <laughs> don't feel bad. But what I'm saying is, you know, if, as you get more popular, that just multiplies uh, exponentially for every new subscriber, you're going to get 168 hits on your, uh, on your RSS feed. So, you know, if it's generating that much and you're on a cheaper web hosting plan, there's things you, you need to do to sort of mitigate that. And there's a lot of ways to do this. Uh, you know, there's, there's some ways that people will tell you to do that, that I don't agree with. And, you know, it's mainly about the branding thing. You know, I'm a firm believer, own your feed and control your feed. So here's the three that, that I would go with if, uh, if I had that problem one, and that's, this is not the, the best this I'm going in, in backwards order. This, this would be the last thing that I would try and that is upgrade your hosting. You know, like I said, a VPS, a dedicated server or WordPress optimized hosting. Like I said, Bluehost just introduced their optimized hosting for WordPress. Use my promo code and that will solve the problem. 
it may not be necessary to spend the extra money. Uh, the, the way I've done it uh, with my podcasts, uh, this one especially, is I've created a static feed. And there's a plugin out there. It's uh, also done by Angelo, who wrote PowerPress, which if you're following what I'm doing, you're using PowerPress. And uh, anyway, it's called the Static Feed Plugin. Hmm. Very, uh, very interesting uh, name, but hey, what can I say? But uh, one thing, if you go to the link that I'm going to share on the website in the show notes, that will be at podcasthelpdesk.com slash 26. But anyway, the, the link there takes you to the wordpress.org plugins for in the page for static feed there's a big warning up there it says this plugin hasn't been updated in two years it may not be supported and may not work in the newer uh, versions well ignore that it works we check it we check it every time a uh, version comes out and it is supported by myself and angelo mostly angelo but uh, i step in when needed so don't worry it works I'm just hoping he'll update it so it'll get rid of that warning. Yeah, I'll bug him. But anyway, the static feed plugin, what that does is let you map your podcast feed. Now, it does not work for category feeds. So if you're using category podcasting, which I don't recommend anyway, I would use channels instead, but that's a whole other podcast. But it won't work for category podcasting, but it'll work for... uh, channels it'll work for the main podcast feed generated by wordpress and what that does is allows you to remap it so instead of everybody subscribe to your you know in my case it would have been podcasthelpdesk.com slash feed slash podcast be the uh, the generated feed from wordpress and powerpress for podcasts only instead of hitting that one you hit a, a feed that's a, a, a .xml feed. It's a podcast.xml at, at podcasthelpdesk.com slash podcast.xml. But what it does is let you map it to a, a, a static file. Okay, yes, you're still serving that file that could be up to a half a meg, but you're not generating it on the fly. Uh, when you post an episode, static feed knows this and says, oh, okay, let's update the static file sitting here on the web server. And that's generally sufficient. It it cuts the CPU load down. You know, now if you get some ridiculous amount of, of people checking your feed every hour, well, then that still may not work. But, you know, for me so far, that's worked great. And the least... Oh, there we go. You know what? I got these all out of order, but my least favorite option is using a caching plugin. But, you know, if you're just starting to get that problem, you know, you could use a uh, WordPress caching program or plugin. Um, WP Super Cache is one. Uh, there's there's several of them out there. Uh, I'll, I'll do a little more in-depth test on uh, some of those. I'm using one on Podcast Help Desk and Believe it or not, I don't remember which one it is. It was one of those set it and forget it things. 
So anyway, but one issue with the caching plugin is it can delay your feed being updated. It can delay your post showing up, you know, cause it kind of does it on its own schedule, but at least you're still in charge of it. You know, a lot of others will tell you, oh, hey, use the you know, use FeedBurner. That's what it's for. It'll take the, all the load off your server, you know, and FeedBurner only hits it once a, an hour or whatever. So you only get one hitting it once an hour. And then FeedBurner, which is owned by Google, uh, serves your, your feed. Well, that's okay, but it violates all the, you know, own your own brand. And, and there's other issues with FeedBurner that uh, can cause problems. And we've gone over that at nauseum so don't don't fret that one but uh, don't use that one it'll sort of work but yeah not worth doing and still others especially certain uh, officers of a certain other podcasting company will tell you to use your pod or your hosting company's rss feed not not your web hosting but your podcast hosting company your media host such as Libsyn and Blueberry. And yes, they do both have a feed that you can use for your podcast. And I wouldn't use either of them. And I work for Blueberry, and I wouldn't use Blueberries. It's because I don't own it. You could do worse. I mean, both companies will do a redirect if you decide to leave and, and all that. So you're not going to have that problem. So it's it's not... A totally bad move, but I still suggest working it out to where you've got your own feed rather than using your web host and company's feed. But anyway, that's my uh, opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And uh, so far, knock on wood, I've been successful. Now, define what successful means. That's a whole other podcast, too. So anyway, uh, with that, I think I'm going to call this a podcast. Uh, it's quite likely that I will not be around next week. Uh, next, uh, Thursday night, I head off for points North. I'm, uh, going up to the uh, annual Sugar Island Music Fest. And in case you don't uh, know where Sugar Island is, uh, you know, there's a, a town in Michigan called Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. It's where the, uh, the big shipping locks are that go between Lake Superior and Lake Huron because uh, Lake Superior is much higher than Lake Huron, so they got to lock up to it or lock down to, to Huron to uh, keep the ships moving through. And that's on the St. Mary's River. Now, the St. Mary's River separates Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan and Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. Well, just south of where the locks are, there's a little island. Actually, not so little. It's 15 miles by 6 miles at its fattest. And it's in the in the uh, river right between Canada and the U.S. And it's called Sugar Island. And uh, my wife and I have a place there. And we're going out there to the music fest. So I'm going to be out of communications mostly. I will have my iPhone. But uh, as, well, I don't know. Maybe I can podcast from my iPhone. We'll try it. But <laughs> in case I don't, we'll see you on the 17th of August. So thanks for listening. Catch me later. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, 
drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. Thank you for visiting the Podcast Help Desk. See you next week. Everything, everything, that's all, folks.